What up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Active Recall. This is Walter with and Francis <laughs> and Jay, and this is episode seventeen, guys. We just want to say thank you, guys, so much for listening. Um, we want to thank everyone for tuning in while you're at work or while you're driving or just checking us out. Honestly, we appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast directories. You could even find us on ActiveRecall.co or on Twitter. At ActiveRecall. <laughs> Sorry. And lastly, if you have any questions, if you want to ask us, feel free to send an email to ActiveRecallPodcast at gmail.com. Enough of that, though. Sess, what up, man? How you been, dude? Did someone say... Oh, I, I'll do that later. <laughs> Been good. Um, I was talking about kettlebells last week. I returned to barbells, and I've lost all my strength. Uh, as far as the, I talked about the YouTube channel. We were at a hundred views on one of the videos a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we made it to two hundred. What? Uh, no way, dude! And, uh, because the views come in so slowly at this point, I could still like refresh and then see like as the views increase. So I was waiting for. 199 to go to 200 hit 200 and then also got the first dislike on the video <laughs> no way <laughs> great timing um this so shit. yeah had to deal with first thumbs down and wondering what they wanted that they didn't get out of the video <laughs> that wondering is the worst yeah man. jason how have you been uh Good, pretty good. Uh, this morning I had a, um, I, I was telling you guys earlier, I was, uh, I had a situation this morning where I, I faced, um, my age where, uh, I, I, I did, I, I, I did a workout yesterday and it's the whole two day effect, like the day of and the day afterward, you're okay. But like on that second day, you're like super sore. So I got up this morning, I used the restroom, uh, I try to roll out of bed and I was just like in extreme pain. Like my, my, my thighs were like concrete. It was like amino acids. I don't know, but it was like one of the most painful, like muscle spasms, pains I've ever experienced. Like, like in the last like 10 years, I was like almost crying. So I spent an hour and a half this morning just like stretching and I'm like, man, this is, this is what happens. And you turn 30, man. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, everything's been pretty good. Pretty good. That's good, man. We always have yeah. our minds. And, yeah. Uh, and what about you, Wally? What's what's good? Man, I've been doing great as always, dude. Seriously, um, just been doing work. Uh, I finally finished with one of my clients. I'm going to meet up with them one more time just to say thank you and all that. Just to be cool. Uh, they love the work. They love all the stuff that we've done. Um, and then after that, I guess I got four more, four more from the wedding that went to talk. And then another one just came in from Chicago, which tripped me out. And I just realized I did do a wedding in Chicago and they were trying to contact me for like my package rights to, to go over there. I'm like, I don't think I can do that right now. But, um, yeah, just doing that, learning about, uh, color grading still still practicing on that and then um <laughs> i've been doing uh 
wedding DVDs, so I purchased a DVD burner. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and, you know what trips me out is the uh, the sound. Um, it, there's this thing on the on the uh, the drive. It says silent technology, but when it's actually burning, it's the loudest thing in this room. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, man, I'm having a great time. That's going to be uh, added on my package. So, yeah, let's get into this. So, Seth, what are we doing today? What are we talking about today, man? We'll be talking about the book Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. But first, as you mentioned, activerecallpodcast at gmail.com. We got a listener question. <laughs> oh, no way. We do. Cool. From Wellney H. What's up, guys? My question of the week. How do you go about overcoming self-sabotaging thoughts? Oh. Self-sabotaging thoughts. How to overcome self-sabotaging That's a good question. What is a self-sabotaging thought that you've had? I guess it's just like negative talk. Let's take Jason's example where our bodies are failing us. And you could go into the gym and say like, oh, I'm getting old. Why am I even doing this? Should I even work out? What do you do to fight that? Oh, okay. I see. Okay, so um, I'm going to start with, let's say, okay, so one of the things that I always had trouble with is that kind of thought, the negative output of saying, oh man, my body's not going to be able to do this, or oh, I pulled my shoulder, it's going to hurt, but um, it's that grind, I, th- I guess, it's just the actionable uh, thing to do, is just try and do it, try. Um, and if you fail, hey, it's okay. It's a learning experience. I love, uh, I think I'd rather fail more often than get it right the first time. Cause I, I feel more, you get more out of your mistake than you do, um, on getting something right. So I think that's, I think, okay, Jay, what about you, man? Okay. So, um, so I heard self-sabotage and like negativity. And the first thing that popped into my mind uh, for whatever reason is video games. <laughs> uh, specifically, uh, there's a, there was a time in my life where I used to play video games, uh, specifically Starcraft um, against Cess. And he would beat me every single time. Uh and it was a negative experience. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. He's way better than me. But I turned that negative negativity into a positivity with uh, some motivation of music. Uh, <laughs> I listened to Europe, the final countdown. And you would, you would be surprised what? how how music and how his songs and I don't know. It's just something about. The audible, like upbeat music, that kind of can can turn that negative energy into something positive. And 
I think I you love can apply that. that. You you can apply that. You know, working. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure about you guys, but I I, I like to think that most people listen to like uh, like upbeat, like EDM, like rock music when you work out. It kind of gets your blood pumping, gets you motivated. Um, you know, yeah, there's there's something about like music. You know, music uh, when you're when you're sad. Uh, like even like maybe like a heartbreak or whatnot. There's like definitely sad songs that can uh, draw you in and make you go through the emotions. But I think there's there's at some point you turn like sad songs into like happy songs. So uh, for me, uh, whatever like negativity you're going through, you, it, it's it's good to dwell on you know kind of experience that. But uh, for me, it's like that audible like you know just music kind of gets you music's life. And music can have a positive impact on you, so that's that's how I turn negativity into positivity. Love that. That's, so that's what about you, man? Music does help. Let me think. If I sometimes <laughs> just got to cut the workout up off early, go home, rest up. Uh-huh. I guess this isn't like self sabotaging thoughts, but. Um, <laughs> When you sleep well, you just you do feel better, so that does help a lot with it. And the first step, of course, is awareness. So that's like half the battle is like realizing that these thoughts you're thinking are just self sabotaging thoughts, that you have power power over them, and if you can, just knowing that it's not productive is the first thing, and then, um. It'd be worse if, like, you always have these negative thoughts and then you don't even realize that, you know, they're just thoughts. They aren't necessarily true. So, um, one step oh, there. I was listening to um that podcast with Drama, uh, Long Story Short, and he was ha- he has a life's coach on that, that podcast. It was really recent. Um, and he was talking about negativity and what you would do. And awareness is step one is to recognize. It's like... Re- uh, Recognize it's like the three R's or something like recognize, reevaluate, and release. So you just recognize the thought, um, interpret that as just a passing thought, take it in, and then release it. So it's it's really. I was at first I was like, ah, this guy's a joke, but then I I think he, after a while listening like further into like an hour in, I I like this guy a lot. But um, yeah, dude. Good question. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, all right, let's get into this. So you said sleep, right? That was one of the things that nice. uh, is good for you. <laughs> but let's start it off with the first uh, segment of this. What is the... Um... Yeah, I'll just go over the book real quick. Um, yeah. So it's by Gretchen Rubin. She wrote The Happiness Project. She wrote this book, Better Than Before. And she's coming out with a book called The Four Tendencies, which is a big theme in this book. So this is about the book Better Than Before is about habits, good habits, bad habits, starting them. And then she just talks about like how she goes about setting habits and stopping bad ones. And she gets a lot of she has she has her own podcast. So there's a lot of listeners, a lot of book readers that just uh, share stories with her about their habits and the three things that we're going to go over are the four tendencies. So these are personality types, uh, different kinds of habits. And then the four 
foundational habits. And then the last one is, let's see, let me scroll down. Starting and stopping and pairing. So these are just kind of um, techniques to actually start habits and stop them. And the first part, we'll f- we'll flip it around. We'll just do, we'll jump into the four foundation. Oh no, never mind. We'll do the four tendencies. So cool. These are, and this is the book that she's gonna. I think it comes out in like a week or maybe next month. But four tendencies are upholders, questioners, obligers, and rebels. And the idea here is just that it's important to like know yourself. So that you can fix it. Like, people will always give. We're giving like unsolicited advice, right? So it's just like. We're not experts here. Yeah, we're not experts here. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I'll I'll do this often too. Like, tell people, like, give uh, advice and not really think too much about that it's, it depends, is always a good answer. So it just depends on the person. You'll hear people. So. Anyway, uh, I'll talk about, I'll go through them and then ask you guys which ones you think you are. So, upholders uh, respond to outer expectations and inner expectations. Questioners question all expectations. Obligers respond to outer expectations but struggle to meet inner. And then rebels resist all expectations. I guess, um, so, when it comes to, I, I, yeah, I, I guess, like, which ones do you think you would be? Um, so, okay, I, I just want to question, so when it comes to expectations, like, outer expectations, are you talking about people around you that expect stuff? Of, that yeah, I, I, I think an example there is if you are, like, let's just go back to like getting to the gym. So inner expectation would be just my goal, like setting, setting a goal for myself that I'm going to do this, but an outer expectation, it's that idea of hiring a personal trainer so that you have someone outside of yourself. That's uh, giving you accountability. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I'm a questioner to be think because everything with expectations, I'm always trying to, like, for example, sending a goal to, I don't know, squat 205 pounds or something like that. That'd be cool. But then I always, like, I I always question myself, like, that's that's probably heavy. Should I? I'll just start a little lower. <laughs> but, um, let's see. The struggle meet inner expectations. Maybe that's, I think I'm obligers instead. It's one of those two. Because I'm never, I don't think I'm an upholder. <laughs> so that there's a, a thing I listened to, like, do you guys remember Zoolander? And he was waiting for the award that he was hoping to meet, to get. And he was like cocky and all that. He was like so excited to get it. But then he didn't hear his name and it was the other guy that won the award. And then he was walking out like destroyed and he looks at the puddle he talks to himself. He asks him questions. He asks himself, "Who am I?" And then the reflection goes back and answers. He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I feel right now. So, that's, 
All right, All right. Jay. Yeah, yeah. I, and just to clarify for the uh, outer expectations, it's like rules, laws, rules, um, like speeding and things like that. And then inner expectation, the example here is like stop napping and keeping your New Year's resolution. So, Jason, what do you think you are? Uh, I think my my natural tendency is uh, an obliger. Uh, but I think as I get older and I, I get more comfortable with who I am, my, you know, that my inner expectations and uh, like my ego, like putting ego aside, I, I, I think I'm making that transition to uh, an, as an upholder. Uh, and I use examples. Uh, the three of us, we, we come from military families and we're first generation Americans with Asian parents who who have rules for everything. Uh, and I think the, the, the tendency to just, to just to listen and to oblige, to follow the rules, I think that's just how we all grew up. Um, but as far as the inner expectations, uh, I think that, I don't know, I think that's a, a transition. Maybe you can jump back and forth between, I guess, the, the different roads, I guess you can call them, uh, or the, uh, the groups. Uh, based on where you are uh, professionally and personally, where, 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 where you are in life. Huh, I like that. Sus. Yeah, definitely like our parents are upholders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like they're, yeah. they're upholders for sure. <laughs> Sus, what about you? What do you think you are? What is the four times do you think you align with the most? I think, um, yeah, definitely like raised <laughs> upholder and uh <laughs> Maybe it's an obliger or like an upholder for definitely like outer expectations. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> there's this uh, place where I get salads and the line has, uh, you know, it'll snake around for when the line's long. But <laughs> so even if it's empty, I'll go through that. Instead of, you know, you get to like jump just, <laughs> just like straight to the sneeze guard. <laughs> That's kind of like a upholder thing. But I do. I think I do question um, a lot of like my inner expectations and uh, I think like fairly often and it's like, Oh wow. Like, why am I doing this in the first place? Like it's always like, Oh, is this the right, like, is this the right thing? Is this the right goal? Um, uh, I totally so- understand. Totally understand, dude. <laughs> Who am I? So I'm, I'm like, I'm like thinking about, Back to the the email question, you know, like self sabotage. Yeah. Uh, our self sabotage thoughts are those uh, do those influence are those outer expectations? Like, do other people have outer expectations on your inner expectations? Like those self sabotaging thoughts are those like, oh man, my friend said I can't do it. Maybe I can't do it. Like, uh, do, does that have some sort of relevance for like what people say to you and then wh- how you feel inside? Probably. And then with the tendencies that you have. I mean, um, it's just being like, okay, I okay. This last last week, I I went to a dance thing, a, da- a hip hop dance class, and I went to level two, and I was like, I think I could do this. Uh, I was I I had no beat. I was the worst dancer, like. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't dance for the life of me, and I would try, try so hard. But the problem is, I felt like everyone was staring at me, and they're saying, 
what the hell are you doing in this class kind of thing. And I felt like leaving that class just because I, I felt like I sucked so much. So I feel it's that it's that um negative thing you put on yourself. So it's that self yeah, self sabotaging right there. I think that's the I think that's a good example. Um I just felt like I I gotta do this. Um but I felt defeated after the fact. So I think yeah, I that's a good one. So you want to turn like self-sabotaging thoughts into like positive thoughts. Uh, like Jason was saying, like turn a negative into a positive. So instead of saying like, oh, I can't dance, you should just say like, I can pop, I can lock. I know I can pop and lock at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> I- I uh, I'm I'm kind of interested because you you had those uh those negative feelings maybe not necessarily verbally but maybe by looks like people are like oh this guy really can't dance but what if like the teacher or other people had positive things to say like oh man you're 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 popping and locking or it's looking it's pretty good right now you know even though you weren't the best dancer in the room but those pot that positive energy. You know, do you, do you think it would have had some sort of influence on the way you were thinking? And then yeah. maybe... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so this this is a thing of like outer expectation and inner expectation. So if if your goal, your inner goal was to become a good hip-hop dancer, okay, then you could, if you were like a complete upholder and you could meet your inner expectations and only rely on that then you'd be able to practice on your own and watch videos and then do that but since you strongly meet outer expectations going to a class is one of the ways to do it is you have i mean I, i'm guessing you didn't sign up for like an eight week thing but like if, if that was yeah, yeah yeah so if that was your goal then you would sign up for like eight sessions scheduled and then you would always have like that weekly class to go to. And then, uh, that's, that's what the book is about is like how you could know yourself and then, Oh, uh, right. Whereas if you took, uh, probably like some character from stomp the yard or, you know, (laughs) and then you made them and you know, they're like a rebel, uh, then, you sign them up for a weekly class. They're they're probably going to resist that. They resist outer expectations and inner expectations. They're going to say, I, "Why do I have to do a weekly class? I, I want to just dance." Yeah, that's it's a good that's a good p- plot of the movie, like <laughs> premise. <laughs> but yeah, um, but what if they yeah. fall in love with the obliger? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Um, so you said there's an actionable step is to figure out what tendencies you align with and then know yourself so you can align yourself around your environment. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, so uh, what we're trying to do for each topic, <laughs> we're trying to have like the excerpt and then the question how we each of us uh, kind of apply that and then the actionable step. So figure out what tendency you align with. Just think about like your inner expectations and outer expectations. And then what you said, like align your environment. A lot of habit has is tied to like convenience is one of the things in the book. Ah. So 
if your kitchen is stocked with a bunch of uh, junk food versus healthy food, if your countertop has, I don't know, it's just like if your countertop has fruit, whole fruit versus candy, like, which one are you going to eat? It, it, it's not really like that conscious of a choice, like buying it at the store is conscious, but if you're passing by it every day, you're going to grab like what's most convenient. So knowing yourself and aligning your environment in that way, um, building the environment or like going to an environment, like what are the chances you would have danced and thought about dancing for an hour if you weren't in an environment that was completely supporting that? Oh, you're, that's a good one, man. Okay. All right. Sweet. Um, Sweet. So what is the Elliot. next one? The next one. So we talked about sleep earlier, the value of sleep. And in this book, uh, Gretchen Rubin talks about the four foundational habits. Another phrase I've heard of this is, um, or heard for this is keystone habits. So uh, I'll kind of like skim this excerpt. So from my observation, uh, these are the habits that do most to boost feelings of self-control. The idea is that these foundational habits, if you can like lock these down, they build a that's in the name, the foundation. But if you have inertia, like these are the ones to start moving yeah. first because they're kind of like, they're pretty easy to change and then it'll build more change. So number one is sleep. Number two is move. Number three is eat and drink right. And then number four, unclutter. Cool. If you can do that's these things, you'll do everything better. Oh, let me, can I read that second part of the excerpt? Of course. Sweet, thanks. So on the second part, it says, those foundation habits tend to reinforce each other. For instance, exercise helps people sleep and sleep helps people do everything better. So they're a good place to start for any kind of habit change. Uh, this is this part that says, a friend once told me I cleaned out my fridge and now I feel like I could switch careers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that line. Um, it, I guess that's the whole part of unclutter. But okay, so Sess, uh, what is the foundational habit you found most useful, and which one do you need to improve on? Sure. So, so this example, <laughs> it just reminds me of this podcast, Fat Burning Man, with I think his name's James Abel, but he talks about starting the podcast and like doing uh, intermittent fasting, and he says, yeah, he says, I know, like these aren't. These are correlated. I know they're not. Uh, there's no causation between them. But he says, uh, "I started fasting, and I became a millionaire." But it's like <laughs> not, not, not in those words exactly. But he says, like you know, w- once he started doing that, like, other things kind of started aligning. So yeah, Jason, like which of these four do you think um, has had the most effect on your life, or you, that you would want to work on? So sleep, exercise, nutrition or uncluttering um so i think if you know me i have uh i have very poor sleep habits so that's probably bottom <laughs> bottom of my list uh but uh, as we're going through this uh quote right here i i i align myself most with move uh, and i'm reminded of uh who's the ad uh, make your bed admiral i forget oh i love that I forget is it, it mcraven uh, yeah mcraven so basically he says, um, he says, start your morning, 
make your bed and great things will happen. And he's like, starting your day with small accomplishments will lead to more co- accomplishments, which ultimately lead to greater things. Uh, and for me, um, my small accomplishments, like making my bed would be just moving in the moving in the morning. So um, I've, I've said this in previous podcasts where I start my day by working out and, you know, it's like back when I used to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, you know, you just, there's, you're tired, you're sleepy, but you know, once, once you knock that out, you get your workout in, you, you get moving, you get your blood pump in, there's nothing else. Like there's no other reason to like not start your day and like keep going. So for me, like moving, it's, it, it's, it's, it's very, I don't know, it gets you awake, start your day. You, you, you accomplish something first thing in the morning and you feel good afterwards. So, I like that. uh, and there's other things. And there's a segue to the next point, but uh, I'll do that later. So. Okay. So, uh, yeah, for me, I, I think one of these like is surprising in that we talked about Wired to Eat in an earlier episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it had, it was, I think, sleep, movement, community, and then nutrition. Right. So unclutter is the one here that I think some people would be surprised by, but it it is... Like Jason said, the make your bed thing. Uncluttering is something that I think I focused on this year and getting rid of uh, just like stuff because uh, we had we, we moved earlier this year to a new apartment. And then, you know, in, in moving, you just like get rid of stuff is a good way to go about it. And that if you have a clear space, then you just have like less stuff around and it, it helps you I, I don't know I found that it's really helpful for me like in just thinking clearly and it, it, it is like when like in college you have like a final coming up and for some reason when you need to study the most that's when you feel clean the most exactly <laughs> you have the urge to clean <laughs> <just> like... that's funny what about you Wally. Oh, sure. So, um, okay. I'll just give you the ones I need to improve on <laughs> is sleep, unclutter, and eat and drinking right. So, all, out of the three out of the four, <laughs> I'm the worst at. So, my sleep is, I, my sleep is up and down. Sometimes I get, um, five hours of sleep, probably four. Uh, but then on weekends, it's 10, 12. <laughs> it's insane. It, like, I, but I feel like crap when I sleep that long. Um, when I eat and drink, it's that same thing. What you were saying, if I was passing by candy or fruit, um, I would open the fridge after work and I would look at dried mangoes and it's, and I look staring at it after, and I'm starving. And I, instead of going to my, you know, if I, if I was supposed to drink like a protein shake or whatever, and I see dried mangoes, I go straight for the dried mangoes. Um, the other thing is, uh, man, I sound like a dirtbag now, but, uh, when it comes to unclutter. My bed, okay, my clothes are all over the floor, my 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 sheets are kind of messed up, but it's, that's the problem with that. But when it comes to moving, exercising, man, I, it's like, I could do that to a T. I, I have my watch, I, ha- I use my watch as a timer to, for my rest breaks, I, I exercise accordingly, 
Um, I don't even pay attention to the people around me. I'm just in the zone. And that's those foundational. I, reading this, I made me realize I really need to improve. <laughs> like big time. Like I thought my time once I had school over, I had more time. But I, I think my sleep is just a little better now that I don't have school. But um, I, I still definitely I think sleep is number one for sure to work on because. I, I always feel like crap the next day. I always feel like I I got to just drink some monsters, uh, maybe two of them just to get my mind right. But that's definitely, definitely not the right Russian. way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. yeah, I guess I didn't say the one I, I should improve most. Probably eating and drinking, right? I can, oh. I think I can like at least make it to the gym. Whether I am doing the right things there is another question, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, sleeping is okay, but yeah, eating and drinking right is. I I, I said earlier that these foundational ones are easy to move, but like, <laughs> in some cases, yeah, uh, they're the ones that can be changed. Yeah, it's, it's like the simple but not easy ones. Like, oh yeah, yeah, dude. So what is the next start and stop? Stop. Yeah. So, oh wait, wait. So the question oh. for foundational habits uh, or the actionable step? Actionable step. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. How will you improve on them? So anytime, first, just identify the ones you need to improve on. Oh God, sweet. And then focus on one at a time, probably. And you're probably nailing one or two of them already, so you could focus on the others. And yeah. So once you identify it, then you'll probably want to start something good in that area or stop doing something bad, which gets to our next point. So both of these things are about starting and stopping. So I, I mentioned uh, the excerpt that I had here was one thing that continually astonishes me is the degree to which we're influenced by sheer convenience. And as I mentioned before, it was a thing about like food. If you have it on the countertop, then it'll be easy. Um, so you just want to like, build your environment in that way. So my question to you guys is what's a habit that you started or stopped and what was like a key thing that helped you start or stop that? Huh. Jay, you first. Okay. Uh, so I, I've, I've used this example. This is just, I guess, my rolling example here. Um, good habit. Uh, well, bad habit. Snoozing. I think most of us uh, snooze are guilty for snoozing. We do it two, three, four, five times. Like, all right, oh, I love snoozing. Now I really, I, now you're at the point where I really have to get up. Um, so for me, one of the good habits I'm trying to do is uh, work out in the morning. Uh, and I, so what I, I have done is on top of my phone where my alarm goes off, I put my workout clothes on top of my my phone. And I put it across the room. So instead of uh, getting up and snoozing the phone, there's uh, something immediately there to remind me. There's workout clothes. You should probably put them on. Get 20, 30 minutes at the gym before you start your day. Uh, so that's uh, a bad habit. And then taking something that's, I guess, convenient, putting clothes on top of your your phone. And as a reminder to make a good habit. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I, I've always heard of, like, you put your running shoes right next to your bed, but it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Why would you do that? Yeah. Wally, what about you? Okay, um, my bad habit. This is going to sound... Oh, man, it makes me look so awful. So, my one of my bad habits was I used to smoke cigarettes. Um, I had such a hard time to stop because it was the the good feeling, the relaxation. It's like that break, right? It's that I just need that. But then it came to the point where it was... I felt like I always needed a break or if anything stressed me out, it became emotional, I would smoke. Um, the good habit from that was that uh, exercise, the uh, amount of support people were telling me it was bad. <laughs> the amount of people, man. Um, also, the I would see stuff like... Um, like <laughs> The last episode was when um, that old lady with the, the hole in her neck uh, like oh, yeah. it's the scare tactic stuff like that or like like seeing a commercial with a bad long that was that was the stuff um but the way i would do it was uh i would use nicotine gum and i would whenever i felt stressed or whatever i would start chewing the gum um constantly like <laughs> even if there's no more nicotine in that gum i would still be chewing <laughs> but it came down to the point where it was um how do you say it? Weaning out. So I was weaning off uh, cigarettes and chewing more gum. And then when, and I'm actually weaning off the actual gum itself. Um, but that was a bad habit turned, turned good or a good way to get out, out off of a bad habit. Yeah. Yeah, that's really about, good. Thanks. Seth. So, what about you, man? What about you? I tried to start writing more. And I mean, I, I'm always trying to write, I guess, like something I've read in a lot of books about writing is people do have a hard time uh, just writing every day. So I was having a hard time trying to write every day and it became a thing of these days you have your actual environment and then there's also like your digital environment. So we have our apps and things. We're, we're on computer. We stare at glass for hours every day. So that's another, another environment to think about. Like what's on your, you use the things on your home screen. So it's like, all the time. yeah. So like arranging it in certain ways, taking apps that I don't use as, or I don't want to be using as frequently. Uh-huh. There's certain apps where, you, you know, you kind of will just get like stuck in them. <laughs> You're just like scrolling forever. And, um, which is good for like a certain amount of time, but you know, at a certain point it's unproductive. Not even, like, unproductive, but also just, like, not healthy. Um, so, to start writing more, I've been using this uh, program called Workflow on iOS. It's basically a, a scripting program. Not not scripting, but it connects different things together. So, it'll... You could put some... T- anyway, <laughs> I made a thing uh, to, like, add an app to my home screen. It, I press it, and then it just puts me through prompts it's just like a form and it'll it'll just ask me what's something you read lately and then type something press okay then it'll say like what's an idea from that type something press okay and then it'll go through like three more things like what idea does that make you think of or like what's another thing that this reminds you like sub ideas then it takes that and then it makes a document that gets moved to evernote and then i can put open up Evernote and I have an outline to fill in. So, yeah, it was just like creating Jeez, this... What a procedure, man. Right, it, it took a lot of like upfront time. Yeah. Um, and I've tried a lot of different things for this, but 
uh, just being able to write daily is um, a result of like improving the environment to like take friction away from it. Got it. it. It's Dude, like having a killing yeah, it. By the it's way, like, you're killing the writing thing. Thank you. And all right, this takes us to our actionable step. So. Uh, if you want to start or stop something, first you want to identify it, right? So you know, like your bad bad habits and like good ones. And this is the twenty second rule. So if it's a good habit, are there ways that you can reduce friction to make it twenty seconds easier? And if it's a bad habit, is there some way to make it twenty seconds or take twenty <laughs> seconds longer to like get started on it? So. Oh, okay. Uh, just taking examples from what we talked about. So nutrition, uh, if it's, if it's good, make it easier to like chop it up, uh, at the beginning of the week, chop up your vegetables so that they're easy to like have baby carrots around. It's easier than like, if you always had to start with a full carrot and then shrink it down. And then for bad habits, like, um, get rid of the can, hide the candy. Um, yeah, so think of ways to make things 20 seconds easier or 20 seconds harder cool excellent man i like that all right um and the next one i believe that's the last one man what is this one yeah we can do this one like pretty quick it's just another tactic for um starting or stopping bad habits or yeah like this is mostly about starting things so it can be hard to start a good habit and what you can do is pair it. So this is in the book. It's called the strategy of pairing. So one that I need to do. And then let, let me read this just straight. So yeah, I stop yeah, like please. saying like, it's from the book. And then I give a bad paraphrase from myself. But, okay. So the excerpt says in the strategy of pairing, I couple two activities, one that I need or want to do. And one that I don't particularly want to do to get myself to accomplish them both. It's not a reward. It's not a treat. It's just pairing. So that's the end of the excerpt. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, what's worked in the past for you guys as far as pairing habits? An example is, like, oh, I, I need to do cardio, so I'm going to use the treadmill, and I'm going to watch whatever my favorite show is on the treadmill with on my phone or something. Huh. It's turning, it's turning like, a negative into a positive. Into a positive, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I, uh, so I think the the snoozing and then workout clothes on top of the phone. It's a good example. Uh, but I'll just use another one. Uh, we'll just use cooking uh, for a bad habit. Uh, out of cooking, uh, you just you don't you know what you want to cook, but you but you don't prepare for it. So you're just like running around the kitchen, uh, not really prepared. Uh, so what I've been trying to do lately is I. Uh, and not necessarily meal prep, but I cut all the items up. I prepare the food, like cutting the vegetables, making the sauce. I get everything lined up before I actually start cooking. So uh, there's it's inconvenient at the front where I have to kind of prepare everything, but it's easier at the at the end of cooking where things are just lined up. Um, so it's kind of a, uh, I guess, uh, yeah. Uh, 20 seconds harder at the beginning, but yeah. it's very easier at the very end when, when you're cooking the actual meal. Oh, good. I like that. 
All right, um, with me, okay, it's going to come down to videography. So one of the habits I, I have trouble with now when it comes to videography is looking at all the video. And that is probably the most boring thing to do <laughs> because there's so much footage and you're just going over stuff, looking at stuff. And then what I would I would do is just look at my phone and just like, you know what, why am I even looking at this? So I would use my phone. So what I do now is that um, I, I set my Mac up so I don't have to, if I'm looking at video, I don't look at texts that come in from my Mac or I put my phone away. So I would, I would pair that, <laughs> I would pair my videography, my music, or that with music of what I'm using. So I have my mind stuck on the video that I'm supposed to be doing. So if I have Let's say Casey and JoJo all my life. If that was what the client wanted, for example, <laughs> I would stick to that song, keep it in my head, headphones on, and then just visualize uh, something that I have to do with my work. So when I do see those videos, I would keep my mind stuck. Hey, that's a good scene. Market, that's probably a good spot. And to just keep working. That way I could go through all the video at the same time using my music to keep my brain flowing for the video. That's awesome. Yes. Like staying in context. And it's, yes. it combines a lot of the things that we talked about. Just like knowing, having the awareness. Yeah. Yep. That it's the phone. <laughs> like it's taking <laughs> you out and you know you need to like stay focused. So you. Uh, changed your environment you keep then it's a digital environment kind of, in a way like it, you're right no. but keeping your um music uh in the same context so not really leaving your like work context completely uh and this is different from I'm, like it's not to say like don't ever take breaks but like there's times where you know you shouldn't be taking a break and it's like, <laughs> or yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and like a phone can be very distracting um oh, and yeah. then starting yeah. and stopping yeah, that's great. So Excellent. Sus, what's the actionable step from this? The actionable step is if you're mowing your lawn and you don't like doing that, then you should probably pair it with some music that you love. I love it. So think of a treat, and uh, if it's something you want to start doing, then start doing it and pairing it with something that you enjoy. So you you... Trick yourself into looking forward to doing that thing. Excellent. Man. All right. Let's, um, yeah, let's recap. So we did the pairing just now. We did the, uh, 22nd rule. Starting and stopping. 20 yeah. 20 seconds. Yeah, starting and stopping. 20 seconds easier or 20 seconds harder. Last, uh, the four foundational habits, sleep, move, eat and drink, right. And unclutter, um, improve on those and one of those and keep working on that. And then lastly, it's the four tendencies, upholders, questioners, obligers, and rebels. And which tendencies do you think the most? Um, I think we hit it on the mark, man. I like this. This was a good one. Uh, Seth, where can we find you, dude? ActiveRecall.co or Twitter, ActiveRecall. We're... <laughs> We're at, I think, nine subscribers on the YouTube channel. Once we yeah. get to, I think it's like, <laughs> once Gotta we get, get to digit, um, triple digits, then I'll be able to have an easier to say URL. <laughs> 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 Jay, have you, have you set anything up, bro? Uh, nothing yet. All right, man. No worries. Uh, you guys, you guys can find me at WalterAmedia.com. 
And if you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to email us at activerecallpodcast at gmail.com. You guys, it's been a pleasure. It's good hearing from you guys every week. You guys stay. Stay good, man. You guys, you're killing it. Stay Stay killing it. Stay up. (laughs) All right, guys. Take it easy, man. Have a good one. I'll see you guys next week. And...